a humbling weekend on the north side of Chicago. We talk about how are you, how are we feeling about this Cubs team right now? You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans taking our passion into discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's Monday episode is brought to you by... Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? And this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the Apple and Google Play stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. That's Locked On in all caps for Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Well, what a weekend it was on the north side as the Cubs... Lose the series to the Dodgers. They were able to take one of the three games. We didn't have a good feeling about this series following Thursday's game. And then they won 13 to nothing on Friday uh, before falling 9-4 to and 7-3 to uh, the rest of the way, Sam. That is an appropriate episode title. We're going to certainly encourage you to add your thoughts on the bottom. If you're watching, if you're listening, send us a tweet. But the Cubs now 12-9, and nine, but, but kind of a weird weekend. And I appreciate you having me on, and I'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel pretty good, Matt. I feel pretty good. So so I have I have a few takeaways. So I, you know, cut me off if I start rambling. Right. I have some negative, I have some negative takeaways, but overall I feel pretty good and I'll get to that. Okay. First t- first takeaway. I, I am for the first time this year, I want to say publicly on the program, I'm officially disappointed in the start for Hayden Wisniewski uh on Saturday. Look. I still believe in him and his talent. He's young. I'm not saying that. I just thought that he was going into this season. I thought he was going to be one of our better pitchers, and he's just lost right now. Uh, the, the numbers are flattering. It, it should be, should have been much worse on Saturday. Uh, the, the command is bad. The pitch selection is bad. The the crispness of the stuff isn't there. And I and it hasn't hurt the Cubs because they're at, they've actually won every start, but this last one that he's pitched in, ironically. So it's not like it was a, a mistake to put him there, but I'm just disappointed. I I was just I and, and we'll, we'll talk about this on Tuesday's show with Lindsay, but I I am so into this pitcher development thing because it's what's plagued the Cubs for so long yep. that I'm looking at every single thing, and I really thought we snuck one in here and he was just going to roll, and and that isn't what happened. Number two. I want to clarify with you, you especially, because I, you and I have had some arguments about this, and I'm about to tell you what it is. And and then our listeners as well, I want to clarify this bullpen, because I said before the year it was going to take about 20 games or so for David Ross to get a clear picture of this, and please feel free to cut me off if you think I'm wrong here. 
20 games are up. We have a clear idea right now of what this pen looks like, okay? There are four high-leverage guys, and no, Matthew, and no to every manager out there at home. High leverage is not a one-run game that you're losing in the sixth inning. Maybe in the postseason, yes. Not this. This is a tie game or you are leading late. These are your four best relievers. Keegan Thompson, okay, Mark Leiter Jr., Adbert Alzali, and Brandon Hughes. Now, the problem with that is three of those four gentlemen are specialists, meaning Correct. Mark Leiter Jr. can only feels David Ross is only confident versus him against lefties. David Ross is only confident in Adbert versus righties. Brandon Hughes, he's only confident right now in lefties, although I do I believe Brandon Hughes deserves a chance to just have an inning on his own. How so, so my point is this. Keegan Thompson needs to be used more wisely. His last two outings, he has been used down, uh, up four against Oakland and down two today in the middle innings against the Dodgers. I think Keegan Thompson might be their best reliever. He might be the guy that ends up getting the ninth. I'm not sure you need two multi-inning relievers and, and, and scheduled starts for that, okay? So that's starting to bother me. The honeymoon phase with Ross on that is over. Starting now, you need to use Keegan Thompson when you have a chance to win a baseball game in the highest leverage spots he could still pitch multiple innings Matt he could still go he could go seven eight nine if he wants sure but but you can't bring him in once you're down it makes no sense even though there was a day off uh, on Monday Mid, the the middle leverage guys meaning you could use them in high you could use them in low Boxberger and Michael Rucker low leverage relievers guys that should only be in the baseball game if you are trailing as of right now Mr. Merriweather and Mr. Fulmer Merriweather only gets used. It's like he. It's like he's a position player. Yeah, it's almost that way. Yeah, he's a mop-up dude. And, and and I don't believe in that with a guy like that. If he's only going to be used, and I know I left out Estrada, just haven't seen him pitch enough. Yeah, he just got promoted. Down two in the sixth, seventh inning is not a Keegan Thompson spot. That's a Merriweather spot. And if you don't feel comfortable using him in that spot, then get somebody else you do. Okay? So before I get to my third takeaway, what do you think on that? No, I, you know, I think you might be surprised by this, but I, I mostly agree with that. Okay, okay. I, I don't want to get too hipster on everybody, but no. while I would not call trailing in the mid to, to even later innings high leverage, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I believe I referred to it in a text exchange with you, one of many this past weekend, as a competitive moment. No, it is. And and I think I think if if that's who they wanted to put in – in that competitive moment with still three, four at-bats left, then, then I'm okay with that. However, you listed four out of the eight relievers right now as you would go to high-leverage situations. Mm -hmm. That's only 50%. I, you know, I'm a journalism major, but that's only 50%. It, not nearly enough, not based on okay, well, all the fleet of eight guys can pitch the eighth or ninth. Right. It's just a matter of quality pitching at this point. Mm -hmm. It's a lack of quality pitching. And entering, I get it, entering the weekend, the bullpen was was pretty solid overall. Uh, we talked about the conflicts on Friday's episode with specifically the ninth inning. But it only ramped up this weekend, I thought. And yeah. only solidified and, and confirmed some of our, our worries and concerns. Now. I don't know if I would say there's a a huge problem, but no. it really is a conundrum because no. you have all these specialists. 
Yeah. And later in the show, we're going to talk about roster spots that are not being optimized right now. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, on April 23rd, you could not have even one of your eight relievers just be a cleanup dude in Merriweather. Right. If he can't pitch in the sixth and get three outs trailing by two, then what are we doing? Exactly. And you do need to bring somebody else in. Right. And and I do think there is some uh there is a lack of seriousness about this roster right now, which is unfortunate, which again we'll get to later. But I, I think what you're saying about the bullpen, I'm I'm tracking with that. And and the one thing I'll slightly disagree with you is I don't think it's bad to have four four of your eight as your high leverage. What's bad is is that three of those four are so specialist reliant, which right. makes Ross's life really hard. And to be fair to Ross, if if Boxberger and Fulmer were throwing like the back of their baseball card, it'd be it'd yeah. be different. Those guys are supposed to be high leverage. They haven't been able to be. Sure. But somebody has to emerge within the team, whether it's whether Fulmer figures it out, whether it's Boxberger, maybe it's right. Rucker, maybe it's Cam Sanders down in AAA. They need another guy that can get out both sides of the plate. Or Ross needs to start giving guys like Hughes and Alzali more opportunities against their weak points to see if they could figure it out and, and develop into that guy for this bullpen to make sense now. I, I think lighter he's used beautifully. I, I, I didn't love him on Saturday down too, but it is what right. it is. Uh, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with lighter. Let him be a specialist. He's that's fine. I, I think I'd like to see Hughes get more at bat uh, against righties, you know, facing righties and and seeing that. But but right now that. I, I'm making this point is from now on, that is the hierarchy. So if we see on Tuesday night, Michael, Michael Fulmer pitch in a high leverage spot, that is egregious now. I've, yes. given, I've given Ross his pass. It is egregious. I would go as far as to say if Boxberger's pitching in a high leverage spot and Keegan Thompson was burned already, that's egregious. And, and the other thing that we'll have to talk about at a yeah. separate time is, do we really need two multi-inning guys or, or can one of those guys turn into being your your meaty ninth inning, high leverage, eighth inning, whatever guy, and go from there? I don't know. You might need it right now because your your starters are thin. But but going forward, I just I trust Keegan Thompson with the game on the line the most I out of any. I love to see it. Yeah, I trust Keegan Thompson with the game on the line uh, out of anyone. And then lastly, real quick, my third takeaway. The bullpen stuff with Ross, I give a pass to until now. I said 20 games. It's been 21. We've seen it. But what happened today in the ninth inning, we have to we have to mention. Sure. Ian Happ does not start the baseball game. And when I say today, I apologize. I mean on Sunday. Sunday's game. Cubs have Cubs get the first two guys on against Brute Star Gratterall. Mr. Gratterall is the best reliever that the Dodgers have because Evan Phillips is on paternity leave. He was not available. Okay. So he is their best reliever. He is in his second inning of work. You get a nice solid hit from Wisdom, and then you get a gift catcher's interference with Trey Mancini. The next three hitters are Luis Torrens, only supposed to hit versus left-handers. Jan Gomes, much better versus lefties. He got a bloop lucky hit. And Nick Madrigal. Ian Happ is available. I understand that Caleb Ferguson, a lefty, is warming up for for the Dodgers, so you're going to turn Ian Happ around. I don't care. Ian Happ had to have been put in that game, unless there's something going on with him physically we don't know about, especially when the bases were loaded with Nick Madrigal. Because Brutstar Gratterall, is a turbo sinker, turbo ground ball guy. 
Nick Madrigal is a ridiculously high ground ball hitter. That yep. double play analytically was the most probable outcome that possibly could have happened. What if you pull Madrigal for Ian Happ? I know Ian has struggled from the right side so far in an early sample size, but Matt, you know this better than I do. Cold day, Wrigley Field, brand new pitcher. What if it took him about six, seven pitches to find the zone? Take a that, chance. Yeah. Then you then you walk a guy, horners up. You're only down three. You're right in the game. I thought that process was wrong, and I had to address that. That's not right. Yeah, and I would be surprised if Hap had you know had the gym shoes on all day. There's a day off on Monday, so he he should be able to pinch hit. You know, in, in the late innings. Um, that was I, right. I, I, I didn't like that as well. And again. You know, is Ross utilizing what he has correctly? Either the jury is uh and and, and to clarify, out. it's not a knock on Nick Madrigal. If you're if if you're down one in that situation and there's just a runner on third and a double play isn't in, in order and the infield's in, by all means you need contact. This wasn't a contact spot, this was a damage spot or damage, a walk yep. spot. And and you're to put it. And, and why and you know they're gonna take out Gratterall because if Gratterall faces Ian Happ, he could tie the game. So you right. know they're gonna take out their best and you get a chance to take out their best reliever. It made no sense to me. So I had to address that. But overall, as we as we move on from this, and I'll say is I'm 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 not I'm not bummed, I'm not depressed, I still feel good. Uh, those yeah. are just my negative takeaways. Yeah, and I think that's really the main question here on a Monday because Friday's win made me so ecstatic. Yeah, too much. And and people compared the team to the 2013 Red Sox and the 2009 Blackhawks. And the goal after Friday was, okay, you split the first two. Now you just need to split the second two. And sure. they don't do it. Right. They lose decisively Saturday and lose, I would say, convincingly Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to talk about record in terms of them being, okay, 12 and 9. Uh, you had that rain out in Cincy a couple weeks ago. So you have 27 games in April. We were thinking 14 and 13 or 13 and 14, given the strength of schedule. Well, here they are with six to play this week to round out the month. And there are only one or two wins from either of those goals. Mm-hmm. And you got three with the Fathers and three with the Marlins, by the way. So the big picture outlook is 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 good and and remember that fan graphs had the cubs at 77 wins fan duel had them at 75 and a half fan graphs currently puts the cubs at 81 and 81 they're already plus four based on this 21 game start right um so in terms of that as unfortunate as this weekend went i am still feeling good mm-hmm. um we are going to preview the, the the series with the Padres later in the show, but I think right now with six to twenty one in and six to play in the month, um, they've done pretty pretty darn good. Coming up next, we get to an area where the Jed Hoyer might not be doing such a good job, and that is with the roster. I count as many as three spots uh, that aren't as serious as they should be. Mm-hmm. And we reveal those coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. This is the coolest game we've played in a long time, and it allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your team and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. You can hire the right coaches and staff 
scout and draft players and navigate your team through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. This is all in a challenging and realistic game world. It's completely free, playable offline, playable on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Cubs listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the Apple and Google Play stores. That's probaseballgm.com for ultimate pro baseball GM to start your dynasty today. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Locked On Podcast Network now partners with SiriusXM. Promos for our show will soon be running during live play-by-play of Cubs games on SiriusXM. And you can catch every pitch of the Cubs hometown broadcast on the SXM app by searching Cubs. Matt, I want to get in one, two quick points before we move on to the roster that, yeah. that, that are important. Number one, I just want to say that if if Sunday's game was a playoff game or or later in the year, I think the Cubs would have won. I got a lot of tweets about why Stroman ended up pitching the sixth because you had Freeman, Muncy, Martinez, then Outman, and Hughes was already warming up. And the answer is it's April, and Marcus Stroman has earned the right to try and pitch that yeah. sixth inning yeah. because he pitched really well. If yeah. that if that was a, a postseason game or a closer game, you probably would have been in a better spot because the Dodgers don't hit lefties. But I'm not going to knock on Ross for, for yeah, leaning on his horse. In a way, he's earned the right to allow five runs in a start. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that, but but he's earned the right to at least pitch into the sixth against the middle of the order when he hadn't been touched up. And and then real quick, my only devil's advocate point before we went to break, and I agree with every single thing you said, but other fans will say because the twelve and nine is much better than where they where we thought they would be. But the devil's advocate point is if you were to tell me that as of right now, Wisdom, Bellinger, Horner, Swanson, um, Steele, and Stroman would all be playing all-star lever baseball. Maybe you'd like to have a game or two better. But that's nitpicking. Right. Hopefully hopefully they could sustain it. That's the thing. Can these guys sustain right. what they're doing right now? If they do, they'll continue to win a lot of games. Go ahead. Yeah, because if they do have a good year, some of those guys need to continue to be above the belt like we've talked about before as well. Yeah, right. You're just getting great performances right now from those guys, so you want to keep winning. Three roster spots not being used seriously at all. Merriweather. Terenz and Rios. The latter two just simply don't play, especially the latter, Rios. Okay. If anybody sees him this week at Wrigley, give us a call. <laughs> okay. 312 834 4634. And, you know, the Terenz thing, listen, 21 games in, no, that's not a small amount to determine a roster spot at this stage. I would say at this stage, his time is done. You got an off day Monday. Yep. You start, the, you finish out the homestand Tuesday evening. I think we have to hear about some type of movement on this roster. Now, if I'm being greedy, it would be with all three of these spots, right? Merriweather, Terenz, and Rios. Not sure that's going to happen. But to utilize three of your 26 spots as poorly as they have, and perhaps it was a issue with the construction back on March 30th, but it's April 23rd. So even if it was poorly constructed, that needs to change. 
you've only made one roster move the entire year, and that was because of an injury. Tyone to the IL, Assad up, Assad down, Estrada in. What about poor performance or a uh, just a lack of lack of playing time? And I think those three spots need to be addressed, and quite frankly, they need to be addressed uh, this week. I I'm starting to get really mad about the Terence thing. Right. Uh, it's and and Bleacher Nation uh, did a did like their, their enhanced box score after the game and said oh, something, yeah. something along the lines. I don't want to quote it because it wasn't quoted, but it was like they're, they're on the same page as us. But there was a comment like, I understand why the Cubs are giving this Terence thing a chance. I don't. I don't know why. And it's nothing to do with Terence, the player. It's the fit. We had to give Ian Happ a day off and had to have Patrick Wisdom play left field again. And by the way, he misplayed a double and turned it into a two-runner because he's not an outfielder. And we continue to play this guy who, by the way, looked dramatically overwhelmed. Granted, it was Clayton Kershaw, but his best swing of the day came against the right-hander. I don't get it. I understand Morrell and Velasquez you want to be playing every day. Christopher Morrell can fit in and DH and be a part of this team. He's getting so. worse. He's getting worse at AAA by not seeing anything to hit. He needs to. He needs to be in wow. the middle of this team's lineup. Uh, the the Rios thing and the Merriweather thing. I, I I agree with you, but it doesn't keep me up at night. The Torrens sure. thing is really the Torrens thing is ridiculous. A third catcher that doesn't play anywhere else on the outfield, that only hits against select left-handers, enough already. Enough, enough, enough. It's ridiculous. We don't have another outfielder. What Bellinger? Bellinger's going to go have his kid. We have to bring up a guy from AAA. Just have a guy on the roster that that, that is feasible. Mastroboni makes a lot more sense than Terenz. Oh, 100%. And he's raked, I believe, at AAA. Oh yeah, no, he got his gardening tools out, dog. It is yeah, it is it is reprehensible roster construction that Luis Torrens is up and no. Master Boney, Velasquez, Morell, and Mervis. Those those four names that I just mentioned, Master Boney, uh Morell, Velasquez, and Mervis are all those are good names. They're all in a different galaxy of player than Luis Torrens in terms of versatility, right. in terms of value. And and it is, and two of those four do not need any more seasoning. So what's the holdup? What's going on? What type of politics? Somebody, somebody write in the chat what I'm missing. It, wh- what is it? Does Torrens does Torrens have stock options in this club? <laughs> it, it makes no sense. And again, nothing against Luis Torrens. He's done fine. It's just his skill set doesn't match. If if Barnhart got hurt, Torrens should be on the team. But you have you have two perfectly healthy catchers. Yeah, that complement each other fine. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the discussion. He doesn't even or, catch. I think there was a misplaced. Yeah, he finally caught the other day, like in an inning or two. There was, I think, it was a misplaced narrative about, oh, well, they want to keep him around for his offense, and they he doesn't have any options. He'd have to go through waivers. Uh, respectfully to him, doesn't matter. The, the his it, it's, it's they it's have not, better they have four better players down in AAA maybe even I mean, more than that it's like opportunity costs and economics it's what 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 you're gaining from Therese's Terenza's offense and what you're losing from not having these right. other guys on the team instead of him does not match up 
Right. What, what are we talking about? A couple base hits here and there. He hasn't hit a homer yet. I understand it's been limited, but like, it's not like if this guy was like a, an absolute lefty masher, like he's not that he, he, he's a nice bench right. piece against the lefty versus a guy that could do the same thing and hit lefties and actually play the outfield like Morel or Velasquez or Mastroboni against righties or, or, just a guy that might be your best power hitter in the entire organization uh, that's just rotting in AAA as 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 Terren swings at another low and in slider against Kershaw, strike three for Kershaw's 2,684th K. Man, what a pitcher he is, huh? He is. I know you enjoy him. And uh, how, how on, on the planet Earth, 21 games into an MLB season, with Suzuki now up and healthy and hitting, by the way, have have only three outfielders still. It's it's. How do you have a? Th- I get it. He's an he's athlete. He's a pro athlete. How do you have a third baseman keep starting in the outfield? Uh, and, and third baseman should start at third base. No, Mancini played a lot of right field. Right, a first baseman and right. Keep going. No, it's. I don't know. I don't understand oh, it's it. It's it's one of those things that I feel like as a show, we're missing something. No, we're not. I like, I, I thought about it. We're not. We have to be. Maybe Terenz like has some sort of relative. Like I don't I don't know. No, what it no, is. no. <laughs> and and what are we in gosh name gonna do with Michael S. Fulmer? I, I don't no. want to speculate, so I'll no. say this. No, it's Fulmer so- is not pitching well, fam. And the Cubs are not going to be able to keep him either temporarily or permanently if something doesn't change. Fulmer quickly now in nine and a third innings has an 8.68 ERA. That's an easy one. You just drop him to low leverage okay. and just and let him be. Just drop him to low leverage and, and, and give him. And I don't I need to see five appearances, five. Okay. Before he bumps up to medium leverage, I like it. Who replaces him? I, I you. We already talked about it. Rucker, Rucker goes from low to medium. Fulmer goes all the way high, straight down to low. Right. And Got and it. and by the way, lower than Merriweather. Yes, yeah, I think Ful, Ful, Fulmer's been the worst reliever on the team for now, for sure. And, and maybe it's just the Dodgers. Maybe the Dodgers have something on him because because outside yeah. of the Mariners, the Dodgers have been his problem. Um, I still believe in his stuff. I still believe in him. He will be an asset going forward, but he needs okay. a break. He needs a either an IL stint or he only pitches in the lowest leverage of spots. I was fine with him being used in a two-run game, losing. Fine with that. But if he co- if he comes in on Tuesday and this game's tied or we're leading, you could do the show with Nicholas John Cozy for the <laughs> second time. Okay? All right. Well, I'll keep tabs on that then. Uh, and we're planning to go live, I believe, Tuesday evening, right? Well, I don't know. You haven't told me anything. I didn't even know we were having Lindsay on on Monday or for Tuesday's show. Did I forget to tell you that? Yeah, no, you didn't tell me that. Lindsay just DM'd me. He's like, can't wait to do the show with you for Tuesday's show. What are your questions? So excited. What are your questions? I said, I didn't even know you were coming on. God bless you. <laughs> Let me think of something. Why is Mervis not on the team? There's the first question. Yeah, there's What questions? I could just, yeah, we, we got plenty of questions for you. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to talk about that. No, you just remember you have my number. I do, and I use it frequently. I'm happy there's a day off on Monday. 
Coming up next, we preview Cubs Padres, which begins on Tuesday. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is – oh, sorry, I lost my spot here. I'm sorry. Yeah, so uh, getting to know yourself former. can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you've benefited from therapy, then you would benefit from better help. If you're thinking about starting, get better help a try. The big kicker here, it's exclusively online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P.com slash Lockdown MLB. And today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar. It's healthy and it is amazing. Unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club while uh, also shopping at Built.com. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. So if you're close to a Walmart or Sam's Club, you could pick up a four-bar box or shop online at Built.com and thank us later picking up a Built Bar. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Always a packed Monday episode, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Cubs have a day off Monday and then a three-game series against the Padres. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, first pitch times of 6.40, 6.40 and 1.20. Steele versus Snell, Smiley versus Waka, and Wisniewski versus Lugo. Favorable matchup, Sam. And the goal is absolutely... I think to win two out of three, lose your spat spot on an ad like Michael former lost a spot in high leverage. Welcome <laughs> to locked on Cubs. Um, the that Cubs, bad, bad the Cubs are, too. the Cubs are going to win this series. Okay. They're going to win this series. And I feel good about it. Just like I said in the show, there was, I, I didn't feel once they lost Thursday's game, I, a split would have been magical. Uh, right. Right. The Cubs are going to win this series. They're going to bounce back. And, you know, I agree with everything you said. I feel good about where they're at. This was a rough weekend. You played the Dodgers seven times. You lost 4-3. And, 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 and every loss, you could pick at something that maybe you could have done better than. I I feel good. Remember, wasn't that long ago that I said, hey, let's go 8-8 eight and eight in these next 16 and get to 12-12. 12 and 12. They would accomplish that by getting swept by the Padres. So... Wow. They are they're still ahead of schedule here. If you can win two out of three against San Diego, that puts you to 14 and 10. Then you get a 10-game stretch that looks something like I think it's Marlins three, Nats four, Marlins three. Yes. 
and that's a 10-game stretch that you feel really good about going even just, let's say, if you lowball, it's 6-4. and four, Right. And and all of a sudden, you're a 20-14 and 14 club, and, and that's that's right where you want to be. That's right where you want yeah, to be. And 6-4 and four in that 10-game stretch is lowballing it. I mean, the Marlins are – the right. Marlins are and conservative. Yeah, they're not a bad team. Uh, they, they could pitch. But the Cubs have, outside of the Oakland series, where they just completely dismantled them, they face the Mariners, who have a very tough lineup. The Rangers, who have a great lineup. Adolis Garcia might break Hack Wilson's RBI record this year. And the Dodgers, who against righties are murder and against lefties, you know, look like the the, the Reds. And right. you, won, you won both the games when you threw lefties. So you're going to get a nice little break here after San Diego. This, this, yeah. line, this lineup coming in here is going to be tough. But I like the pitching matchup, and I think things are going to be okay. So hang in there. Enjoy your Monday off. Get away from the Cubs for a bit after you listen to our show, of course. Take a breather. I know I'm going to take one. I'm not going to watch any baseball tomorrow because the team on the south side hasn't won a game since the Vietnam War. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I'm not going to yeah. usually I'm not going to watch them. I'm going to I'm going to dive into some NBA postseason on Monday oh, night. Gosh. I'm going to dive into that because I don't want to watch the Sox play up up in Canada. Every day or stay with us all week long on Tuesday's episode. We will be apparently joined by Lindsey Crosby. <laughs> According to you, and not Crosby. me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the show. Hey, maybe we'll have Dansby Swanson on. And on Tuesday night, we will apparently be live after comes Padre. Great. And Wednesday night, I'll be fired. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked on Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods and streaming soon on Sirius XM. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked on Cubs.